Welcome, and thank you for listening to Optics in Action, where we showcase leaders with vision and clarity. My name is Ryan Weiss, founder and CEO of EPS. Our team is focused on enabling companies to align people and process for increased revenue, profitability, and scalable growth while reducing the frustrations of your employees and customers. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. Let's get to our next guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Optics in Action, where we spotlight leaders with vision and clarity. And I am so honored to have today with us Jason Roki. He is a Senior Vice President of Pet Food at Mesa Verde Ingredients. And uh, Jason, welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you and to spotlight some things about your career and, and what you do and, the, and hear some wisdom that you have to share with our audience today. Hey, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Awesome. So, uh, so one of the things I often like to uh, to start off with people just asking why you do the things you do. So um, I know you and I have connected a number of times and we have some sort of past history together and things, but uh, why? what compels you to do the things that you do at, uh, at Mesa Verde and, and in your career? Like what's kind of gotten you to the place where you are and why do you do it? Well, I honestly, Ryan, it's pretty easy for me. I enjoy adding value to people's lives. And with my work at Mesa Verde, I'm able to do that in the quality ingredients that we produce and sell into the pet food industry. And in my personal life with my family, seeing my children grow and become followers of the Lord and, and successful in their business or in their future endeavors, and my coworkers, nothing excites me more than to see past coworkers who have been successfully, you know, have successful careers and have been successful or building successful careers and knowing that, you know, I was able to help be a part of that. That's really what drives me. So in all this value creation is. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. And uh, uh, I think it's so important to have some purpose behind what we do. And and uh, so you kind of shared, you know, I, I, you have, uh, I think you have the same number of children as I do, right? You have correct four, we have four children, four, is that right? Four children, yes. Four yes. children. You got, you have faith that propels you. You've got uh, creating value for other people in your life. But I think when when we have a, a purpose, a vision of where we're going and why we're going there, uh, you know, I think it, it makes things so much more compelling. So. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what you do. What's your role at uh, at Mesa Verde? And, um, you know, what do you do? How do you create that value that uh, that you were talking about? Yeah, so my main, my primary role at Mesa Verde is business development. So I was, I came into the company two and a half years ago, and they already had a presence in pet food with a few ingredients, some very um, high volume commodity ingredients. And what we've, what we have strove to do since then is add value by uh, capturing, um, you know, upcycled ingredient streams and developing those into pet food ingredients that can be used in the industry. Um, we also we also solve problems and build supply chains, and that's really our primary goal. Is we engage with our customers who understand their needs, then we develop a supply chain to support those needs, or um, we have existing supply chains. Our our business is located in the Central Valley in California, and so we're in the heart of fruit and veggie country in there, and, and we have access to all manner of fruits and veg that we can 
source dry down in our plants and then repackage and sell out to the customer. So that's our primary business. But we're not just limited strictly to those ingredients. Um, we have developed, um, with our knowledge of, of products, we have developed a pre-cooked Milo product or a sorghum flour product that goes into pet food to help with um, functionality, to help with the structure of pet food. Um, that was born off of a client that had a need and, and we were able to support that need. So um, again, adding value and solving problems. That's really where, where we like to sit into the industry at. Awesome. And, and you're talking about things that I am completely passionate about, as, as you know, the this alignment of people and process. So when you talk about creating value for people and you talk about building supply chains and solving problems, that's exactly what we're talking about. These sort of parallel paths of, of people and process. So what are what are some of the process challenges that uh, that maybe you've worked with either clients to overcome or internally are there are there challenges that you've helped folks overcome in terms of uh, in terms of process and looking at the systems and enabling uh solutions to problems that people were struggling with yeah that's a good good question so early on in my career um we were using an old dos based computer system and uh we migrated to a windows based system and we thought it was just amazing um, but one of the challenges we ran into is we approached the process was here's how we do this specific today item today. So let's let's talk about our procure to pay process or or your your order to fulfillment process. And here's how we do it. We want you to do it like this in this manner. Well, that was an incorrect line of thinking. What we soon realized was this is how we like to see this process done. How does your system handle this? And in many ways, this new technology gave us a better option and a better process and, and built in steps to allow us to accommodate where we didn't have to, okay, whose turn is it next type of thing. And so that was one of the biggest challenges we overcame. And from since that point forward, anytime we've, we've ran into this problem where you have an intersection of technology and people, it's it's understanding what can this technology do and how do you leverage that to build a better process. Um, I think you can spend a lot of time mapping and that's great. And you need to have map. You need to have processes map so you know what the end goal is. But then utilizing, understanding what your technology can do and applying that. So one of the things I've always tried to do is looking at people, process, and technology and meshing the three together, but not just strictly landing on technology only. I think there's a danger in strictly landing on technology. It should be an accelerator. It should be uh, the fuel to drive what you've already put together for a process and, and make it better. Um, so those are some of the things we've done in the past. I think one thing that stands out to me, Ryan, is you, you look at, at today's world with artificial intelligence it opens the door there are so oh, yeah. many it's options like huge to topic this. Did. yeah it's huge and and one thing in my previous uh career at, at alfia another pet food manufacturer i was the vp of supply chain and we were working on a project utilizing um artificial intelligence with a, a dynamic platform to to do an entire end-to-end snop process mm-hmm. and this is really phenomenal so you could take online data or point of sale data from our clients, funnel it into this program, it would give you a forecast and it was dynamic. It was by the minute as it received new data, it would just populate. 
And then from there, it would roll out, you know, compare historical value. We had to preload historical values in there, but then it would it would front load for us expected forecasts based on new run rates. It could build out a production schedule for us. It developed an entire SNOP process. So one of my goals was to build an SNOP process from the ground up. And once I came across this technology, I thought, boom, here it is. This That's is right. using the technology as the accelerator to build this process out. Unfortunately, I didn't, I wasn't around long enough to see it to fruition, but I do know in some instances in some other industries, it's actually getting used today. So my goal at my current role is to be able to bring that technology back into our process here in the next year or so and develop that. I think having that data at your fingertips is key because um, I think then it, it actually it opens up other avenues that you can optimize your process, right? If you, yeah. if you cover off the front side, then all of a sudden now you kind of see areas of efficiency that you can gain and improve in that. That makes complete sense. I think the, um, and part of the reason I like to always start these episodes off by asking, why do you do what you do is because the, the you've, you've articulated it so well and so clearly here that, um, you know, process and technology should enable people to do something, right? It should accelerate it or it should make it more efficient or it should make it better. Um, technology for the sake of technology is really not that interesting, but I think when we apply it to solving problems that enable people to, you know, to do things that they couldn't otherwise do, it becomes incredibly fascinating to me. And, and, uh, and so I think that's that link between why do you do the things you do? You know, who are you impacting? And then how do you enable those people? How do you create value for those people to uh, to get to that end stage? So that's really a, a great perspective. So as you as you think about um, you know creating value for others, um, I imagine that that's internal within your organization. You're in a leadership role as a as a senior vice president. It's also probably you know creating value for your customers. Maybe even as you talk about supply chain, creating value with your vendors. Um, so as you think about creating value in, in your current role or in your current company, who are you creating the most value for? Is it, is your, um, is it pet food manufacturers? Are you selling ingredients into them and helping them solve problems or, you know, where, where in that value chain are you sort of playing and, uh, and, and helping create value today? Honestly, I, I would say it's at every step of the way, you know, we are one cog in the process of taking ingredients or commodities and turning those into food that we feed our pets. Um, you know, and, and having technology that can give you data, you can provide better forecasting to your vendors. And so you can provide, you know, monthly or quarterly updates to vendors on on what our demand is. Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? And then from there, we can make better purchasing decisions. They can make better decisions. Because again, one of the things we're faced with is our, our ingredients are grown there's a season, right? It's There's seasonality to what we're doing. And so having better data up front helps us make better decisions along the way. So we can provide value to our vendors in that instance. If I go one step you know, up the supply chain or down the supply chain from where we are to the manufacturers who are processing this pet food, you know, their volumes, and I, I've been in the co-manufacturing space for a lot of years, and you can have what you think is the very best plan, and in one day, that can be totally shot, and now you're you're putting this puzzle back together, what this plan looked like. 
um, with the right technology providing you the right data, you can actually start to envision and see that puzzle coming apart before it actually happens. So if you're getting point of sale data and you're noticing this specific family of items is decreasing in value, the AI technology spots that. And then yeah. it, it provides that data back up the chain and then you can start making decisions. And you know, in, in many industries, whether it's the ag industry or the pet food industry, you have on a daily basis, unmet expectations. We we didn't fulfill this contract or we didn't, we don't have enough to supply the contract. And so then people are scrambling. And there's a lot of e inefficiency and waste created in that program. And so you have to be able to try to, to level out the playing field. Does it mean that you're going to get it all completely gone? No, but you want to keep the, you know, instead of having super high highs and super low lows, you want to have medium high highs, medium low lows, if that makes sense. And you're absolutely. able to, yeah. So you use, you smooth the playing field out. So you're, you're the change in your business is minor versus huge change one way, huge correction, the neck, the other way, right? You, you try to level the playing field and that's really what, what you're doing. And then the value is recognized the entire supply chain over, Got it. you know, retailers don't have extra pet food on the shelf. Customers are getting the freshest food they possibly can. Vendors are not overproducing or deciding what they're going to do on a on an emergency basis with with excess material. Or how do we support? Yeah, you know, and that's where we've run out of supply. So I think I think you know being able to smooth the road um, really is kind of how you're adding that value. And again, like I said, I I think we we add the value for everybody in the supply chain. Yeah. As, as you're thinking of, as you were talking and as I was sort of thinking about some of the comments you made earlier about these data decisions and AI sort of machine learning, making decisions and SNOP processes and things like that. Um, you know, there are, there are people out there who are nervous about their jobs, right. Are nervous about their future careers because of, you know, the, the integration of AI and the decision-making being taken away from, from humans and put into the hands of of, uh, of computers or of algorithms, and uh, you know, as you as you look at that, um, how do you navigate that as a leader, as someone who's leading, who cares about creating value for people? How are you navigating that and um, and and helping people around you to see how this can grow where we're going, rather than it being a threat to um, you know, to where we're going or, or a threat to our careers or things like that? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. A lot of people deal with that. I think at first for me, it comes down to casting vision. You have to cast vision of what this new scenario can look like. It's nothing to be feared. I mean, I, you think back when the horse and buggy days were going away and automobiles were coming a thing. I mean, there was fear, right? You know, the, wow, this thing that goes by itself and if we don't have horses, what's this going to look like and how are we going to navigate? And well, look what we have today. It, it was a beautiful thing. We we loved it. We embraced it. And I think casting vision of what this can look like, and that's where I think leaders in this position need to have a vision. So, okay, we're boarding this, this new technology and we're going to map this process you know, similar to our prior conversation, we're going to add this technology to it and it's going to create this process. And here's how this is going to be for you. You're not going to have to slave away till eight o'clock at night, you know, during the week to to run these reports and to, you know, get the get the brief out the next morning to the to the supply teams on on what's coming at us. You know, and and the other benefit is depending on your position, you may be able to do this from the comfort of your living room couch. 
right? Yeah, and so who doesn't absolutely. want more time with their family and more time doing the things you love? I think that's one of the one of the benefits of this technology it is it it should be able to free us up yeah. to have more but, more time for ourselves. So casting vision and giving people happy looking helping them see the opportunities that are available by embracing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I, I think that's that's so relevant. And I know that you grew up in the same hometown. I had a great uncle who used to live in the uh, in the town where you grew up. And uh, and I will never forget when I was very early in my career, I went to visit him one day. Um, I was there with some family and I'm visiting my great uncle Cal. And he told me the story about when he was a young man, when he was about my age at the time. And he said he had put his entire net worth, his entire, you know, everything he owned into purchasing a distribution route for distributing ice to put in people's ice boxes. Oh, man. And and within <laughs> within a very short period of time, like this is a small world here, within a very short period of time, everybody on that route had a refrigerator. Right. And you, and you just think about that technological evolution. Wow. And uh, did it did it crush him at that time? Absolutely. Right. He he was telling me this story of how he lost, you know, most everything he had. At the yeah. Time. Yeah. And uh, but would he go back and say, you know, well, let's go back to ice boxes again. Right. No, of course not. Right. He was telling right. me about how I mean, he's. In his lifetime, he saw that technology evolve from having an ice route to where, you know, we had iPhones and stuff, right? Like the, the, the technology had changed That's so amazing. much in, the, in that generation. And so I think as you're talking about cast vision, right? As we look forward, there's plenty to be nervous about, but there's plenty to be excited about and really have vision around. And I think that's the message he was telling me 20 plus years ago. And, uh-huh. uh, and I think what you're saying is let's look at the future and, and embrace it and, uh, and look at where it's going. So that's really, really cool. Any, any final thoughts, any wisdom, any final wisdom or thoughts you'd like to share with our audience before, uh, before we wrap up today? No, Ryan, it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast with you. I think, I think one thing that I would leave with everybody is people matter. People are important. Add value, utilize technology as an accelerator and have fun, right? Life's too short to to be nervous and to not enjoy what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure having you on, Jason. Uh, Folks can find you on LinkedIn. It's Jason Roki. He is the Senior Vice President of Pet Food at Mesa Verde Ingredients. And uh, Jason, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on talking about technology and AI and enabling people. And uh, so we just sincerely appreciate having you on. We'll look forward to, uh, you know, chatting again and and continuing this relationship because I think you got so much value to offer to our audience and to to others around us. So thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Optics in Action podcast. If you are interested in the podcast, we welcome you to subscribe on your preferred platform, follow us on LinkedIn, or learn more at epsoptics.com. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. This is Ryan Weiss. 
thanking you for listening to Optics in Action.